0: Hi and welcome to my latest edition of Revival Talks. I am Luke Vardy and I am your host for these talks. I've got a fantastic special guest on today. Remember, we're all about changing lives from the inside out. We're all about talking about revival and you're going to have a fantastic time in the presence of God. If you want to find out more about our ministry, please visit www. Dot ignite ministries. co. UK. That's ignite ministries. co. UK and be blessed today. Good evening and thank you very much for joining me on Revival Talks. My name is Luke Vardy. It's fantastic to have you here again. Um, if you've been logging on over the last few weeks, um, it's been fantastic having people from all around the world talking about revival. and. Today is going to be no different. Now, tonight, um, I don't normally do this, but before I bring my guest on, I just want to um, let you know what you can purchase. This is my wife's latest book. It's called Unbroken. Uh, we will post in the comment box where you can purchase that from. It's on Amazon. I can also, uh, You can also purchase my book on healing. How do I receive my healing? So if you're sick in body or want to start moving in, healing and the miraculous, that's uh, a small, short book that'll help you to step into that. But without further ado, I want to bring on my special guest. He's a great friend of mine, and it's David Harris. Hi, David. How are you doing? Hey, Luke. How's it going, bro? Yeah, doing great. Well, thank you very much, first and foremost, for joining me tonight. Um, It's going to be an excellent night, because I know your heart, because we've spent time together um, plenty of times in the past, and uh, we just both burn for Jesus. Um, Amen. Amen. Oh, no, I appreciate appreciate yes. the opportunity. Fantastic. Well, um, tell us a bit about you. Tell, tell us about your family, David, so every, everyone who's watching who doesn't know you uh, can get a bit to sure. feel for who you
1: yeah. are. Yeah, so born and raised here in London, um, married to the most amazing woman in the world, Noreen, and I have the most amazing two-year-old daughter, Shekinah. And um, yeah, we're here based in London. We lead a ministry, uh, Kingdom Encounter, and um, just love Jesus, bro. Fantastic.
0: Um, (laughs) So, how old is Shekinah now? Yeah, Shekinah is the best part of uh, two years
1: old now. She's just over two and a half, I think. So, uh, she is keeping us well and truly busy um, running us. us. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. She's uh, she's smarter than I am, anyway. And um, she knows how to get what she wants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my youngest is 11 now. I can't believe it. So I'm past the uh, toddler stage. Um, so uh, I, I don't envy you in that sense. But it's also a joy at the same time. I do remember around that Definitely. age. They just they, they start doing things that amaze you. And uh, uh, you, sort of, you find it hard to say no to them at that sort of age as well, if I remember. <laughs> it's true. It's true.
1: I mean, I mean, I think just last night, I think it was, we was looking at her uh, baby photos. With, I was looking at them with Noreen, and uh, it's just amazing. They were just this little tiny thing, and now they're all grown up. And it's you know, time's just flying. Time's just flying by. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, you learn so much from childhood as well. I think uh, when I became a father, um, it was like I understood the heart of the father a bit more. Is it been and- the same for you, David? Yeah, definitely.
1: So so many uh, different ways. I mean, God speaks through her um, to me, makes me hear his voice in in different ways. Um, Also makes me realize how old I'm getting as well. Um, I I just can't keep up with her. But um, there's grace. There's grace for every season we go through. So, yeah, nice. It's like you said, it's a joy. I think I'm really going to treasure, even though there's challenges, you know, it's not always easy. But, you know, treasure every moment.
0: Um, It's it's a blessing. It's a blessing from the Lord. Fantastic. So, um, just a bit about at the bottom there that is um, David's website. Um, it's kingdomencounter.com. What a great name. Um, you know, let's encounter with God. I, I love that name. Since, since you did that, I think the logo as well, isn't it yours with the hands um, and, and the, uh, the handprint of uh, Jesus? Yes, and that's I just right. think it's. So simple, but so effective as well. So kingdomencounter.com, go visit there. Tell us a bit about some of the Kingdom Encounters that you've had. I know you do a conference called Kingdom Mm -hmm. Encounter. Tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the conference really started, um, I think, officially as Kingdom Encounter in 2017. Um, The Lord really had given myself, uh, my wife, a vision for it. Um, We never intended to set out and go into ministry. It was never... Um, just our idea, uh, but really just through different prophetic interactions with the Lord, um, through prophetic voices as well. Um, and just just really knowing that that um, God had convicted our hearts, we felt a real strong leading from the Holy Spirit that he wanted us to establish uh, Kingdom Encounter as a ministry. So um, we began doing these conferences in 2017, 18, um, 2000. What year are we in? 2020. 2020. Okay. <laughs> We did our last one in 2019, but um, just throughout the whole process, we felt that God was just expanding our capacity, um, our heart for the calling um, that he was inviting us into. And so I would say probably over the last year and a half or so, we've just really been praying into local church planting. um, And we feel that um, God has called us to plant a church here locally in London um, to build family. And, um, And so, as much as the conferences are great. I mean, you've probably seen them online. And if you haven't got to one Luke, I don't think you have, but um, they're amazing. You know, you go away refreshed, you go away, you know, knowing that you've encountered the Lord. Um, But I felt and Noreen both felt that God wanted to establish something deeper than just three nights of encountering his presence. You know, he wanted us to cultivate a lifestyle of um, his presence within family context. And I mean, not just blood family, but kingdom family, and so, um, yeah, we, we meet locally here in London. Um, at the moment, we're just gathering um, as best we can with the current circumstances. Um, but we will have more information about how, you know, everyone can connect and just, you know, all the information is really there on our websites, how you can contact us and so on.
0: Fantastic. So what's it like for the restrictions? Obviously, it's hard to keep up a little bit with who's locked down, who's not. Um, there's yeah. a lot going on. How are you finding it as a, a new church plant, shall we say, in yeah. this time? What are you doing different?
1: Um, I don't know what I'm doing different because I've not done this before, so I have, I have no <laughs> idea uh, what I'm doing different. But no, I think that in in the whole process of even um, considering church planting, I think that recognising that it was God who spoke it and God it was God's voice who, who, who carried us through the season of even receiving the callers um, you know, as someone who may potentially plant a church, there's, there's just grace, you know, and that grace is, is tangible. It exists. I think it takes off any sort of pressure or any sort of expectations. Um, just knowing that you move when he speaks makes everything easy. So we know, um, like I said, I don't, I don't know what it looks like, what church plantings look like in the past. I can go only go by what God's speaking to me now. Uh, restrictions wise, yeah I think we're tier one here in London. We're doing okay. I think it's Liverpool yeah. that's uh tier three um yeah so I think we're allowed gatherings of up to six people you know social distance and all of that applies um so it's you know it's not it's not it's not been practical in the sense of um us hiring a building. I don't think you can actually sing um in church at the moment can you i don't think you can sing the preachers and the the worshipers i think they have their masks they don't have to wear their masks, but everyone else has to wear their masks um so i think Yeah. yeah i mean we we don't have a building at the moment where we're meeting so a lot of our stuff is online at the moment um and at home so yeah that's the that's the best way that we found to connect but um yeah i mean lockdown i think it will pass it will i don't think things will look the same but i'm praying that you know things do get back to a bit of normality in the next few months.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll uh, get back to normal. I think a lot of people are uh, want it sort of now, and um, I think we're typically mm-hmm. as human beings, we want everything in seconds. Um, but mm-hmm. I, always you know, I heard the saying, "We want it in seconds, but God does things in seasons," and uh, we're trying to rush through this season. Um, but what mm-hmm. God spoke to me at the beginning of the season, I didn't know how long the season was going to be. I definitely didn't think it was going to last potentially a year, which it may very well do. Um, mm-hmm. But God said, it's a, in this season, um, he, good, he wants to make me rethink how to evangelise and how to reach the lost. You know, really yeah. refocus and rethink what what's the purpose of being in ministry. And I remember mm-hmm. um, years ago, David, we, we were at your house. We were doing a bit of outreach. Um, in London town centre, the tourist side and things together. But we had some time together, just sat down chatting. And I remember then asking you, what is it you want to do? Because from meeting you the first time, you had such a, a, a love for Jesus, such a heart like Jesus, in my opinion. I, I'm like, you should be ministry." I think I even actually said that. <laughs> you should be ministering. So, and you, your words were like what you just said then. I, I'm not just doing this to go into ministry, I just I want to see what God wants for me. And, yeah. and it's great to see that you're in ministry, full-time ministry now, but you weren't in mm. a rush to get there. Explain yeah. a bit. Of, I know it's not one of the questions that I sort of wanted to ask, but uh, it's just mm. dropped in my heart. Explain to other people who might be in a similar situation, the SAT, and thinking, do I go into ministry, do I not? Yeah. How did it come about for you? Yeah,
1: so, um, I mean, I'll probably share some of my testimony later, but, Um, 2009 I gave my life to the Lord Um, 2012 I heard the call into ministry Um, and at this point I was working full-time in central London and um, when I heard the call I was all go 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 in in my mindset I was like what's next what where do I get to next to do what I have to do to fulfill the calling that that God's placed on my life um not realizing that all that God wanted me to do was rest and wait upon him, um, everything 's found in resting, so mm. anyway, two thousand and- twelve I knew that God had called me and and I' pursued different avenues. I mean, I looked into Bible schools, I looked into um different courses, and I was just trying to figure out, Lord, what is it that you want for me to do next, you know because I know you 've called me. Um, I'm going to change the world. You know, this is what it felt like. I felt, I felt such a tangible uh, reality of the anointing um, that I felt like I could literally do anything. I felt like I could jump off, a, off, off the roof and fly. <laughs> yeah. um, but I learned during that season that the Lord really had to work inside of my heart um, in really deep ways, you know, um, help helping me to understand a, a deeper and a greater perspective of what Um, kingdom is and what it's meant to look like and who he is most of all Um, a deeper understanding of who he is so I think that I went through a process of, of looking at ministry and having a perception of what I thought it looked like but then God stripping me back down to the point where nothing was left but him no activities no outreach no conference nothing just it was just me and him. He had to really work in my heart because I felt pride Pride may have come in as well. You know, when you're given the opportunity to to minister and travel, it kind of like, it can get to you. You know, if you're not grounded, if, you're, if your character's not refined, um, you know, you may not actually be ready for that season in your life. And so 2012, I pursued different avenues, different doors. There was opportunities there. Um, I was still serving in the local church. But then Every door that I tried to pursue, there was a red light. Everything mm. was closing, so I just felt I just felt in my spirit that that God didn't want me to move. I felt there was there was no go um, on my part. I was trying, um, even to the point where it could have been my flesh, but I was just trying to walk in the direction and I thought in in the way that I thought God was leading me, but God was saying no, stay. So from two thousand and nine. Uh, sorry 2012 when i heard the call I got I got married in 2013 to my ma- my amazing wife uh, and then 14, 15 16 I'm still working full-time in central London um, but but myself and Noreen, we're we're serving we've already um, began you know ministering and and traveling and sharing the gospel God's using us but we've never thought about let's launch our ministry let's get a name let's get a logo let's do all of this we was just hearing him he was hearing him speak and we was just act upon, acting upon his voice there was no um, there was no scope for anything else more than that I was more than happy earning um, a, a nice comfortable income um, as well as as well as uh, Noreen who was working at that time as well we was we was quite comfortably serving the Lord and um, seeing lives touched, impacted, and and you know, going back to our nine to five jobs in the day and and it, I mean, it, I wouldn't say that the nine to five job was separate to what God was doing because there was so much during my time working in the city that I experienced the goodness of God whilst sitting at my desk, whilst going to the gym, while sharing testimonies with colleagues, and and um, you know, it was it was not a separate part of my life with God. Nine to five was not separate to my calling. I was still fulfilling my call whilst I was working in the city. And we come 2017, we really began to feel that the Lord was calling us to launch um, Kingdom Encounter. He had given me um, a vision for it initially. And initially we were just doing a lot of meetings, um, you know, Holy Ghost meetings, encounter meetings, uh, and then Kingdom Encounter annually we would do. We'd invite some friends over um, who we know who, who love Jesus and we would just come together and love him together that was the purpose and just bring everyone into an experience with the Lord um so I would say that's that's the journey that we've kind of kind of been through you know God working really deeply when I look back really deeply working at, at the root of my heart some issues um that if I didn't allow at that time for him to work through um I don't think we would be as grounded and As 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 we are right now, you know. So never uh, despise the process. You know, God's still good. He's still working. And and I think that my my misperception of enjoying Him um, was complicating things so much. Because no matter what the season looks like, we can be full of joy. We can be full of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. and we can be full of Him to the point that we're not pursuing anything for for needless sake. We're not just going just you know just just to tick a box. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent, and uh, I think uh, the saying is, uh, "Big doors hang on, uh, swing on little hinges," and mm-hmm. uh, it's the same with the ministry. Sometimes people they're not taking the time out to see the the little hinges that they're swinging on, and actually mm-hmm. God swinging a massive door in their lives. And um, I've got a similar background to you. I've been preaching fifteen years, but we went full time last year. Uh, yeah. I think around September time last year we went full-time and it's not even been a full year yet. But it's been the best thing we did. But, again, we weren't in a rush just to jump into full-time. I, I yeah. had lots of friends who were in full-time ministry and said, it's it's <laughs> not, not what you see at the front. There's a lot of back work. So I weren't in a rush for it. But when God yeah. said do it, me and my wife, there were just no hesitation. We had to do it. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, we left her really good paid job similar as you and you know, living by faith can be that scary road i mean yeah. like in this situation you, you'll know yourself there's not preaching opportunities coming in and, and god's still providing your needs and and, and supplying it's your needs it him fully in god and <laughs> it's exciting it's an exciting mm-hmm. season to be in um, yeah so, it definitely is <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely so, is I, I told them a bit about my book and nicola's book Um, you've got a book out as well have you got one with you just to show show everybody
1: yeah so um wrote this book uh 2018 i think no sorry 2019 last year so last year yeah it's just a short book it's called uh rescue and um really the lord spoke to me Um, i was never someone that wanted to write and um i was reluctant to write i didn't know how to write you know but i felt his voice come and speak to my heart and really permeate me, um, compel me to write. And I knew that if I didn't, um, I was going to be disobedient. Um, So he kind of gave me a vision to what to write for and share my testimony really for uh, people who may not have encountered Jesus before, um, but then also twofold. Um, So it's able to also encourage already believers who are walking with the Lord, maybe those that have gone cold, lukewarm over the years, um, and just to reignite a, a passion in their hearts uh, for Jesus to love him to put him first and so yeah, it's, uh, um I, I don't know if I'll write any more books but um, it's called Rescue you can get it on on Amazon and um, yeah I pray that it will be encouraging
0: Kingdom encounter as well um,
1: uh, yeah I think there is actually yeah yeah you can go yeah. to our shop on on there as well and get it on there
0: and just hold the book up again and tell us the name of that so yeah it's called it's called Rescue there we are by David Harris got it. You go. <laughs> get it get that on amazon go to kingdom encounter if you uh can't find it on amazon and the link will be on there and i'm, I'm sure David, you can post on afterwards on the comment box, um, so you yeah, sure. can uh, click on the link as well. So um, yeah, encourage you to purchase that book. Um, just like any other ministry, there's not so much money coming into it. So one way you can support David is by buying his book and any other um, sort of apparel or things like that he's got on his. Um, page and that'll help him to continue doing what he's doing uh, in this lockdown period as well i'd also encourage you guys as well let us know where you're joining us from pop in the comment pen comments below um, whether you're watching live or later just let us know where you're logging in so we can uh, keep in contact also if you've got any prayer throughout this um podcast Let us know, me and David, we we see miracles, we believe in miracles. Um, They weren't for the book of Acts or for the, 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 the old church. We are the church and we're continuing to see miracles. And we've seen miracles and we've got testimonies of miracles even through Revival Talks, the show as well. So let us know of any prayers. Just comment below on there. And again, any questions you've got for David. As we're talking, if there's anything that just jumps in your mind or you'd like David to help with anything that he might be able to help with, just comment in the um, comment boxes below, and we'll be happy to um, pick up any questions where we can as well. So we're going to get into a bit more of the question side of it, and we're going to run through some stuff to unlock and just talk about revival. I mean, revival is such an exciting topic. Um, It's not a boring thing. In fact, I think revival is just a... For me, it's just it gives you something to focus on as a Christian and um, to move towards revival. And for me, that personal revival as well as corporate revival. Um, but revival's different to everybody, David. And I've had mm-hmm. lots of different guests on so far and everyone's answer slightly different. Very much similar flavor, but slightly different. But I'm going to ask you as well, just so everyone watching understands where you're coming from with the word revival. So tell us what revival is to you.
1: Yeah, I think that um, over the years it's it's meant different things to me. Um, I think that one of the things that it meant was a, an extended gathering of corporate meetings, where which were filled with the glory of God, um, which I which I believe is part of an outpouring of God's spirit. Um, yeah. But I mean, now I, I I still see revival as that that God can come into a certain place at a certain time and just fill the place with His spirit and His glory. And you know people will encounter him just by walking on the streets. they'll sense the presence of the Lord, um, you know that weighty kind of presence. Um, but I, I would say revival to me now isn't the end goal of of what we're after in in this journey. I think um, Jesus is the end goal. Jesus is the goal. Jesus is the reward. He's, he's everything. And so we're not for me, I'm not going after revival. Um, even just I mean talking on the Shah's taken back about five, six years five six years ago me and you Luke I remember uh, we were going to conferences driving five six hours we would queue up right at the front I know we we there was one time we must have queued for like four or five hours I remember yeah definitely I remember yeah in, in, in Plymouth I think that was
0: yeah.
1: um, and I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I think we were hungry
0: yeah. to
1: encounter Jesus you know we just wanted a touch from him and um we just wanted to meet with him in a fresh way. And and, and I think there's there's a child-likeness to that that we still need to carry today. Um, I think over the years, um, I wouldn't like to say I, I, I've matured um, because I'm still hungry. And I, and I want to say that I'm as hungry as I was back then. Um, but I feel like I can still have that experience of revival right now where I am just by simply mm. yielding and surrendering my heart to Jesus, so I don't need to. Exa- I don't need to go somewhere. Um, though there's nothing wrong with going somewhere and and corporate gatherings and so forth. I think it's really important. Um, but I think that same glory, that same presence, um, is is so much more accessible to us right now, where we are here and now. Mm-hmm. So I think the best way I I would describe revival is um, Jesus is here. This is revival to me G- jesus is here right now i don't need to wait um for anything wow. you know i can connect with him experience him know him that's revival to me he's he's taking up he's taking me up and, and and giving me life um from his spirit
0: someone else was in plymouth
1: by the sounds of it <laughs> oh yeah i see that yeah that, i think that i think that was 2013 wasn't it
0: yeah i remember um we were in um florida uh, and uh, in Shake the Nation's office, and they got a picture of Plymouth. I was able to pick pick ourselves out. We were in this small little <laughs> dot in the in the crowd. But I remember the meetings, and wow. um, I think it's good how you brought it up with the maturity um, side yeah. of things, because... There's nothing wrong, listen, anybody who's watching right now, there's nothing wrong with you being hungry and wanting to get to meetings. I mean, it'd be hard yeah. right now in in lockdown to get to any large gatherings because uh, they've restricted yeah. it. But um, what David was talking about is I think we were both going through a season. And, I mean, I'd been in revival services and we were having them every Saturday night. But sometimes when your heart can go a little cold or you can be a bit distanced from God, it's good to go and get, like, relit and I think that's when um, corporate revival's good but what David seemed if I've got it right David what you're saying is it's about Jesus walking in the room and being there with you you can do and when you mature as a Christian you realize you can do that in your actual study you can do it in your own time at home with with your family members so reality revival to you david and and i think it's pretty similar across the board and all the answers we've had is we've got to have a personal revival and that could be one day you lay down in your bedroom and you get personal revival other times it can come from a, a spark in a meeting everyone together and there's a there's a weighted presence of God and and I love them meetings and, and whenever we go and preach with we, we, we do see that in the meetings people will get hit and I, I'm like sometimes I think hey I won't mind getting hit like that like I used to do and, and, and I'm falling on the floor I remember in one meeting I think it was you and I think Daniel Chand was there as well and Rodney Howard Brown had come and he called us all out and I comes off the floor and and you guys are rolling on the floor and sometimes I, I, I I miss that corporate connection in that side, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you you're getting it at home. The same fire yeah. I was feeling on the floor in that corporate meeting, you do get it from home. So there's nothing yeah. wrong from both avenues. But like you said, as mm-hmm. you mature, you find actually there's rest, there's this there's, there's times of presence in your home. And mm-hmm. especially when you're preaching a lot more, you know. Uh, imagine if you were falling out all over the place, David, while you're in the middle of a preach, you, know, you, you won't get much out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've done that t- sometimes as well. If the Holy spirit wants to move on me, I'm not going to restrict him. But yeah. what what we're trying to say is there's sometimes you know you, you have that personal time and that personal revival. So that's a great answer. Thanks very much for sharing that. There's oh, nice. a good insight from it as well. So obviously we all have to meet with Jesus at some point in his life. And I want to know, when did you first meet with Jesus, and and what did that look like, and what changed for you, David?
1: Yeah, so um, like I said, I'm born, bred Londoner, um, all my life, and um, it's unusual, really, because my parents were um, originally from Pakistan. Both of them had come over here, um, and myself and my sister, uh, we we were born here, um, but they were Christian. That was that was the weird part about it. You know, they were. Um, both Christian like I, and a lot of people didn't really understand back then I think it's, it's a lot more accepted now um, because Pakistan is predominantly a Muslim country um, so to say someone's Christian sometimes people scratch their heads but I was really blessed to have been born into a Christian family uh, which meant that a lot of boxes uh, were ticked you know in terms of I felt like I was already a Christian I would go to church every Sunday I felt like I had something that I belonged to in terms of faith um but um is that all right the screen just went
0: yeah it went funny i do apologize just a glitch
1: no worries so yeah i went to church all my life pretty much uh, went went every sunday um you know my mom would teach me um to, to memorize just the prayers psalms, um and you know i went to church but yet there was still this void in my life. There was nothing really. that I mean, I was just going for the sake of my family, really. Um, come to it about the age of 13, 14, 15, um, I'd say about 15, really. I just kind of distanced myself from the whole church scene. I wasn't really giving much interest to it. Um, I didn't really have a, a connection with the Lord. I knew how to pray. I knew how to pray for things and how to ask for things. But did I really know Jesus? I didn't, didn't really know him in a personal way Um, and then I went off to college, Uh, things got even worse, Um, I actually stopped going to church um, by that time. Uh, By university I was involved in smoking marijuana, um, various relationships with with different girls, Um, I was doing crazy things with drugs and getting into fights getting arrested and, and all sorts. And, um, you know, popularity and status were a big thing. So I'd have a nice car, spend loads of money, um, money that wasn't even mine. I'd spend a lot of money on credit, get myself into oh. debt um, just so that on the outside I would have the appearance of someone that looked like he had everything. But really on the inside, I was empty. I was broke, not just financially, but I was broken um, like on the inside. I, I just couldn't see it um 2008 um, my dad who was a uh, professional boxer who fought in the Olympics he was fit he was healthy beginning of 2008 he was diagnosed with a terminal illness he was told that he's only got six months to live um during during that time my mind wasn't completely together I was back at home from university um I was working part-time but my mind just wasn't engaged I could it was it was probably because I was high all the time and and um, I was out partying just drinking um, and I I just really wasn't focused on anything in life I didn't really have a purpose or a goal I didn't really know why I existed but yet um, I didn't see that there was an issue I didn't see that I was doing anything wrong Um, 2008 uh, October 10 months after my dad was diagnosed with this terminal illness he passed away And um, I was left with a lot of questions and a lot of uh, pondering thoughts. What is life about? What is my purpose? Why am I here? And so it led me on a journey to to look into different things, to really understand uh, the belief systems, uh, religious belief systems of of other faiths um, made me look deeper into the Christian faith. And to be honest, I didn't do no crazy study, um, but I just came up. With a summary uh, in my mind that Christianity actually made some kind of sense, because we're quite a destructive uh, kind of people um, who do really bad things, Um, and you know we deserve we deserve judgment for this, and you know one day God God will judge us, but He sent His Son to die for us, and it's almost like our get out of jail free pass, and so it kind of made sense to me. So I started going to church more. Um for my family. I was, you know, my dad wasn't there anymore. I was the only guy in the house. My mum, my sister, I just wanted to be there more. I wanted to connect with them more, just be the be a be a better son, to be honest. So um I was still partying, I was still doing all these other crazy things, but everything was turned down in moderation. Now uh, it was just a balance at which I could give it justification and say that you know, um it's not it's not that bad before. And um, my mind's a little bit clearer than, than it was before. So I started going to church um, and it was Easter 2009. Came back home from, uh, a, um, it was April 2009. It was, came back home from a Sunday service. Mum and sister have gone to bed and I go up to my room. Um, I was in the loft and um, put on the TV, just flicking through the channels and the passion of Christ has come on. Um, and all my body seen. We've already seen it in the cinema before with my parents, my family, we went when it first came out. So a few years later they've put it on TV and, and I'm just watching it cause there was nothing else to watch. Um, but I remember it so clearly. I mean, it was about 11 years ago. It just, it just comes flooding back when I just kind of picture it before me, but I just remember that the picture of Jesus hanging on the cross while I'm watching this film. And, um, as it, as, as he came and hung on that cross, something began to happen in my heart um, and the film continued but the only thing that I could really perceive was Jesus dying on the cross and one of the first thoughts that came to me that he's an actor and then the second thought that came to me is that there was a real Jesus the son of God that came down to this earth and hung on a cross to die for me and as these thoughts are going through me these tears just begin to flood out of my eyes, uncontrollably sobbing tears like a baby, just, you know, um, just sobbing on my bed with my hands out. Like, I don't even know what's going on. When I look back now, I recognize that the Holy Spirit had filled the room. It was so tangible. It was so real. I could feel the glory of God. And my heart was arrested. I felt so broken on the inside because I know that Jesus shouldn't have been there on the cross. That should be me because of all the bad things I've done in life, because of the crookedness inside my heart. He should. Why is he doing that? It just didn't make sense. So in the Mm. same moment that I'm uh, I'm becoming convicted of my sin, in that same moment, I'm getting a revelation of grace. I'm getting a revelation of God's love, which is totally flipping me upside down and making me even, it's just messing me up. And and in that moment, it clicks. I get it. I get it. I understand now, Lord. I understand Jesus. You died for me. You died for me to wash me, to cleanse me so that I could be yours, so that I could know who I am, so I could know who you are. And man, it was from that point on, I remember I just put my hands out before me. I said, Jesus, I give my life. Uh, I surrender my life to follow you Um, and and that was where it really sparked off for me I remember the next day I woke up didn't go around shouting oh I met with Jesus last night Um, but I knew that something changed in my heart I could feel the air that I was breathing felt different the way I was looking at things felt different was I a perfect human being who stopped sinning that The next morning, no, you know, I went through a real deep process that year where God broke addiction off of my life through different encounters and delivered me from so many different things. But I knew that Jesus was alive. I knew that he was real. I knew that he was somebody that had feelings, a God that had feelings, a God that I could hurt. And so I went through a real process that year. Um, and I, don't, I wouldn't even say deliverance is a one-time process. I think deliverance is a, a lifetime process that God takes us through. You know, there's issues, there's things that happen in our lives. And we have to stay close to Jesus so that we can truly live in true, true liberty and freedom. Um, but yeah, 2009, bro, that was, that was the game changer, the life changer oh. for me. Changed changed everything. When he became real to me, when I recognized him as a real person, that he's alive. You know, they say he's, you know, in the tomb in, in Jerusalem, when you go, it says he is not here. That's, do yeah. you remember? Have, have, have you seen that? They they put a plaque. Yeah. They're saying he is not here. That's a lie. Yeah. He, he is there because the Holy Spirit, he's been given out to us here in the world. We can experience yeah. God wherever wherever we are. So just because he's not there in the tomb, doesn't mean he's not there anymore. He's still here. He's present right now as we're speaking, as we're talking, having this conversation tonight. Um, in all the viewers' homes, wherever they're tuning in from, he's present right now, you know.
0: Come on. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, in my opinion, there's two great deceptions from the devil. Um, most people will know the first one, and that's to make us not believe that there's a devil. And the second one, for me, is mm-hmm. to make Christians feel like they can't have a relationship with God. And And like you said, um I live my life as a, a, a Christian, shall we say, brought up in church, brought up in Sunday school, quoting scripture and verse, understanding what I were meant to say where i meant to, uh, um, when I were meant to clap my hands, sing I knew everything you know i could have, I could have written you a book on the ceremonies of church and and the the, the politics of church, but actually in my head. I'd, I'd understood the Bible and the Bible stories I was told, but it, it was like a comic book hero to me. It, it, it weren't real. It was just mm. a, a really good story, um, like reading the yeah. books of Narnia sort of thing. It, the Bible were probably just that to me. It weren't, you know, it weren't that I disbelieved. It was just, yeah, it could be true. It might not be true. And But it's funny, your parents don't fully understand that you've gone that way as well. <laughs> I mean, your parents mm. probably didn't even realise Hang on, David's it's not really going down the same route as me. Because yeah? if they did, they'd mm-hmm. probably give you a shake and take you to every revival service going probably. But we've got a similar sort of past in that sense. And, you know, it just shows religion can absolutely kill a situation. I think revival is essential. Personal revival, first and foremost, letting Jesus walk into your room. But if you can't yeah. do that, just get around people who are on fire for God. And, and like I say, mm-hmm. everyone I've had on here... They're on fire for God. They've got a passion to see God move in their own lives and in the nations. Mm -hmm. And I know your heart is particular for the UK. You just want to see it burning for Jesus. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not about the fame. It's not about fortunes. It's not about does everybody know Davis Harris or Luke Vardy's name. It's more about I just want God glorified and in his rightful place again and I think in church I've seen it and you may have seen it we leave Holy Spirit out and put a lot more of our own agendas in there and you know I I remember as a kid I don't know if you remember this but the notices would take longer than the the preach sometimes (laughs) you know we've got this coffee shop on we've got kids club on we've got early morning preppy we're going to have a day out and then they'd spend 10 minutes explaining you have to Sign the disclaimer forms and and make sure you leave your deposit and 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 before it had finished, I'd be like, where are we? are we? Are we at a holiday camp or are we at church? I, I can't figure it out, and I'm thinking, I mean, this it's not disrespecting anybody, not purposely anyway, but we've got to get real churches where we go, we go to glorify God, where we go to encourage each other and equip each other. The rest of the week, the rest of the six days of the week. We mm-hmm. should be Christians in that as well. And I think people fail to forget it. I, I put a post out today about it, and I, uh, I'm looking around. There's a lot of people arguing against the government and and should we be doing this as Christians? You know, I didn't see Jesus argue anywhere on earth about, you know, he was under a Roman Empire, and people were egging him on to go and, uh, you know, cause some sort of rebellion. And was he the saviour of the Jews? Yes, he was, but not in the way that they thought. Jesus, mm. his actual words... Um, let me just read this before we get, move on to the next question. In John nineteen ten, it says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's Jesus talking himself. He's the Son of Man. He's come to seek and save that's what lost. That was his focus on earth. And I think as churchgoers and as Christians, we've took Jesus' central message away from it sometimes by everything else around it. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe, maybe maybe I'm seeing it differently to other people, I don't know, but I just know what it says in the scriptures, that we need to have Jesus at the centre of his lives, in the centre of his church, and if he's not, it's not functioning correctly. I mean, you tell me what you think, David, on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think it's any in any way um, to point out any specific church or anyone to say they're doing it wrong, but just from my personal um, experience, um, I feel that if we don't cultivate um, His presence in our lives on a daily basis, um, then we can't truly carry what He wants us to carry. Um, We can't truly experience Him to the extent um, that He wants us to first and foremost experience Him, but then others. Around us, you know, we 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 reap what we sow, you know, mm. and I think that's a true saying. I mean, it's it's, it's used especially when people give offerings, you know. But I, I feel like it's it it comes down to our lifestyle and the way that we live, the way that we mm. do things behind closed doors. I think that's going to have more of an impact in the world than us just attending church on a Sunday and saying that we've ticked a box. I think. Um, one thing growing up that um, I didn't see much of and I've been in different church settings I've been I've been in places where they really are able to welcome the presence and so on Um, but I think that every message that is ever preached on a Sunday any message that's ever preached ever period anything that ever comes out of of the scriptures has to come back to the person of Jesus it has to come back to him and nothing yeah. else. If if he if he's taken out from it and we're just getting a positive sermon or a message just how to live a better life, we're missing yeah. the point of the Gospels. You know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 emphasizes us on the ministry of reconciliation. It's us reuniting with Christ. And I feel like um I've heard I've heard so many sermons and teachings and, and people and people who just want to encourage people, but not really want to see them encounter Jesus so that they can live life personally with him and get through things. You know, it's like they will give them they'll give them a sermon that maybe, you know, will see them through a couple of days. But then might see them go through a bit of depression, a bit of, uh, you know, this uh, this part of the week but then they want them back on sunday again so that you know they'll give them a little bit more just give them jesus but the issue Thank i've you. seen is that they can't give them jesus because they themselves have an issue and mm. the issue is not seen in public you see so a lot th- i don't really know how to uh, how to say it. um i'm not trying to condemn anyone out here I, but i'm saying I don't, I don't it, i'm saying it's just so, it's so important that as ministers, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I have weaknesses, you know. Um, I go through different seasons in life, but I have come to know that unless I intentionally put Jesus first, I have nothing to give to people. And where where we're not experiencing Jesus, or where there is a lack of presence in churches, I have to question: Is the leadership? Are those that are leading within ministry? Do they know Him? Because if mm-hmm. they, tr- if you, tr- if, you tr- if you truly know Him. He's uncontainable. He's contagious. He will overflow Man. through your life. He will be Man. seen in your eyes. You know, he will. He will be. He will be seen when you speak. He'll be seen when you read the scriptures from, from 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 this book. I mean, anyone could just read this, pick this up and read it. But when someone who knows Jesus reads this book, there's a difference. He comes alive you know, oh, the Holy, oh. the Holy spirit comes alive. So I, I don't know if I put that in the best words out there, um, because I'm not, like I said, I'm not speaking against any church. I love church. We're planting a church. Um, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're believing that God's going to you know build community is so important. Um, and it's, and it's part of his end time plan on the earth. Um, but yeah, presence has to come before anything else personally, and also publicly worship adoration looking towards him this is all they this is all they do this is what they do day and night this is this is the end goal of where we're going to get to we're not we're not going to get to heaven and start saying what what's next to do <laughs> you know what's the next objective out here you know what's what's the next ministry goal how are we going to get more people in on a sunday the only thing that they are doing 24/7 is beholding the lamb there's mm-hmm. there's no other objective there's nothing else he is enough to look at. His face is shining so brightly that they get so filled and so caught up in awe and glory that they they just give themselves into him. They've got nothing else to, to go to because he's enough.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, David, and you've put it out there uh, really well. And I, I totally agree with um, what you're saying. We've got a first and foremost, and I think sometimes we've got first and foremost – get right with God in his own life. That doesn't matter. If you've been a minister for 20, 30 years, you still got something that you need to deal with inside and there's still more room for God. Mm. And, um, you know, John, I think it was John the Baptist said, we've got to decrease so he can increase. And uh, <laughs> how true it is for us. I mean, John the Baptist, he was probably <laughs> probably more annoyed than what I was. You know, he probably was uh, <laughs> more devout than where I am. And yet he was the one who said them that, that word, I've got to decrease so he can increase. He realised that all them years ago. And, and we've really just got to pick up the battle from there. And even in church, I mean, it's like you said, that sometimes you can be sat in church and yeah. the musicians and the worship leader stops and everyone's looking around thinking, <laughs> uh, what do we do? I mean, well, yeah. we worship God. You know, when you get to heaven, we're going to be worshipping God. You know, it's, even if you're worshiping in silence, sometimes it's that's true. why the musicians stop because it's, it's true. Just sit, just worship, just sing your own song. I mean, my my, my wife Nicola, she she used to make a bit of joke about it. People didn't like sitting next to me in church because I was so loud. And I mean, the music was loud, but I I could be louder sometimes. I'm just a loud singer. And I mean, if I was at a football match, I'd be shouting my head off. So if I'm in church, I'm going to do the same. And even when the the music had stopped, David, I'd find myself singing in tongues or singing a song that's not even in tune with everybody else. I'd just be singing. I'd be in my own world. And, I mean, from Nicola's perspective, she probably got all the dead eyes and people were, like, wanting me to stop. And You know, I'm sure she'd give me an elbow every now and again, but the Holy Spirit was sort of not letting me know that. I don't know. But the thing is, is we've just got to get lost in him, in Jesus. Mm. And, and even in lockdown, you know, sometimes I, I, I feel like right now, sometimes I, I'm going through a journey. And our challenge last week Um with the message on um, fasting from Michael Doe and he, he, he's got a book out on fasting and it's really challenged me. I, and afterwards I said to him, Michael, I'm one of these guys, I'm, I'm not seeking God on when I should fast, but whenever he asks me to, I will, but he sort of put the challenge out there last week, ask God when you should fast. So I've started doing well, it, David, and it's a scary thing because, you know, fasting means giving up food and he explained really well the difference between mm-hmm. them. it's the same with prayer you know there's not a recipe on how much time you physically get on your knees and spent with God you should be spending time with God all day but asking mm-hmm. where do you want me to spend time you know where where's the room in, in it and yeah you just inspire me there I've got carried away so um, <laughs> we, we, we just, <laughs> we've been doing good so I, before you, before we go I know we've got about 10 minutes left David so I want to make sure we, yeah. we get as much as we can out of you because what you've given so far is absolutely fantastic but um, we've asked what revivals to you how do you think people who are watching live now or maybe later how do you think people can get a personal revival for themselves or even a corporate revival just let us know yeah.
1: I think there's a uh, like you said there's no recipe there's no formula to um, to get any of this. God has given it to us for free. He hasn't charged us uh, an expensive conference ticket, you know, to experience the presence of God. Um, he's given His Son. He's given us His very best. You know, He's He's torn the veil so that we can come to him. We can come to him boldly. We can come to the throne where we can receive grace and mercy. There's no restriction. The only, the only thing that we need to do is simply is give up. We just need to surrender. You know, I I said that the, the greatest battles in life are won by just simply surrendering our hearts to Jesus, because when you let him in, when he comes and takes the throne upon our hearts, we have the victory. Why do we have the victory? Because we have the one who's conquered death living inside of us. On, you know, we don't, we don't need to be perfect. We don't need to, you know, have all the boxes ticked before we come to Jesus. He meets us right where we are, uh, reminded of um, the woman who was caught in adultery and all the religious people were going to, you know, stone her to death. That was what it was, um, according to the law of, of Moses, if I'm correct. And Jesus comes along. And he says, let the first of you who hasn't sinned cast the first stone. And no one, no, everyone walks away. No one's left her and Jesus. And he he says to her, where, where is everyone? Everyone's gone, you know. And he says, I, I don't condemn you either. Neither do I condemn you. But then he says, go and sin no more. See, he mm-hmm. comes, he embraces, he 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 basically lifts her up out of the place where she is without condemning her. And says, go and live a life free. But she's encountered Jesus. Jesus is with her. And it's the same with us. We can, we can, we can receive Jesus into our filthy lives wherever we are right now, however broken we are, whatever we've gone through. It, it doesn't matter. I know how far gone I was. I probably wouldn't um exist. Today, I probably wouldn't be married to Noreen or have the most amazing daughter uh, to look after, you know, if I hadn't given my life to Jesus. I'm not saying that you can't have these good things in life without giving your life to Jesus, because the world, the world can still have good things, but it's 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 not real, it's temporal, it's it's not gonna last. You know, Jesus is eternal. This this life that we see now in the flesh is temporal, and there's a soul within us that's gonna go on to eternity. And so we have the decision not to wait until eternity until we make a decision because that's going to be too late wherever we are today it's just you know simply just saying Jesus I give my heart to you I believe in you I simply believe I just believe in what you've done for me and that's it you know a true heart a heart that truly repents a heart that truly believes in what he has done is just simply enough faith faith is the only requirement place your faith and your trust in Jesus alone and i'm telling you he will come he he never forsakes his his children he never forsakes us he he loves us too much to leave to leave us you know he he he's i can't look back at one moment in my life and and truly say that jesus you didn't you didn't come at this point in my life when i needed you most you know he's always come even though the circumstances haven't changed at times he's always come and he's never failed and he's always been able to fulfill his promises
0: Oh, wow. That's really good. That's really good, David. Just to, you know, that he's given it. He's paid the price at the cross, Jesus, uh, for all of his sins, uh, for every sickness we can be healed of. And it's all free, it's all available. The price is being paid. I mean, how many people would walk? I mean, if you walked into a restaurant and they said everything's free, it's been paid for, somebody's paid the bill before you've even. Gone to eat. You'd be stupid to turn that situation around and say no, no, no. Let me go and wash the pots for you. Let me clean the floor for you. Let me do. People think it's by works we receive from God, and and uh, you know, don't get me wrong. We need to work for God. We need to do things for Him. But that's that's out of a sense of we want to win the lost for Him. We want to tell them. Yeah. And, and you said something earlier about you know if you've got Jesus in your life as a minister. Jesus will come out because you're so excited, you're so passionate, you're just longing for him. And it's the same with that. You know, Jesus has paid a price for that sickness in your life. And you. you watch the, there's some people watching now and just sensing the Holy Spirit. There's some of you watching right now, and you feel that you've not received your healing because you haven't done enough works for him. You haven't prayed enough. You haven't seen enough. Let me tell you right now, that's a lie from the devil. And you can receive your healing right now. We're going to pray in a few minutes for your sickness to go, whether you're watching live or later on. You can receive your healing right now. If you're watching and you've not given your life to Jesus, you can receive salvation. Don't wait till you've cleaned up because you'll never get there. You'll never be good enough for heaven. Because mm. God's standards are way higher than ours. And God's just saying to you right now, wherever you are, that you need to receive Jesus right now. Don't leave it till tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Today, right now, is your moment to receive Jesus. And uh, David will uh, pray a prayer later to give you that opportunity. But it's free. This is what crazy, David. This is what is <laughs> absolutely crazy about the gospel. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. I'm sure there's a few other people who's watching who've probably done some really naughty things too that definitely don't deserve it. But God's still giving it us. He's giving it yeah. you right now your healing, your salvation, your provision. I know some people are struggling for finance because the job situation. In a few minutes when we pray, people are gonna res- be able to receive it. I mean, am I right, David?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Everything
1: everything that we need is is found just by giving everything to him give once you give your heart over to him you realize that you have everything that you need there's no lack in his presence you know so um mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree i agree with you in him we have everything that we need he paid the price and um, he's not going to pay the price again and um, like you said it's uh, we we have issues you know i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who have many issues um but all we have to do is simply lay it all down at his feet and um, mm-hmm. the only thing that he requires is our hearts, you know, just to believe in who he is. Our hearts is our hearts is all that he wants, bro. That's it. <laughs>
0: wow, wow, wow. I mean, if you need prayer, guys, just comment below. We're going to pray probably a corporate prayer. Uh, I think I've seen a couple that I'll try and bring up um, prayer requests as well. But, I mean, that song keeps coming the last few weeks, that turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, for the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. Oh Lord, that's what it's about. It's about turning as eyes to Jesus and casting every single burden. I just feel the presence of God right now, and you know, if you're at home and you're watching this right now, just lift your hands, turn your eyes, just. Close your eyes and if it helps and just say, Lord, just mm. enter my room, enter my life right now. There's, some people are going to receive their healing right now. We just welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come into the rooms right now. Oh, Jesus. We give you praise. We turn our eyes to you, Lord. We receive that free gift of faith, that free gift of healing, that free gift of salvation right now. Oh Lord, oh! If you need prayer, just let us know, and we'll we'll be praying. We're going to pray in a few minutes, but just just let your heart be tenderized by Him. Let your room be filled by Him right now. Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. David, could you, um, as times run run out, it's just been great chatting. But can you just give a corporate prayer for anybody who's. struggling in their walk with god and their closeness with Him just just release a fresh injection of the holy spirit into them david Mm. thank you jesus
1: thank you Lord. lord holy spirit we just we just thank you for who you are right now and um father we thank you lord that whoever would even jump onto this broadcast at a later time or even now right now holy spirit we just pray right now lord that you would flood you would flood their lives with your glory, that your joy would come, that your peace would come, that heaven would come right now, right where they are, that they would experience the one that rose from the dead to the one who gives life, Lord, to the one who forgives, the one who heals and delivers and sets free, Lord, the one who who can, can't, who, who does everything that this world cannot do for us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'd fill hearts with love, real love, a tangible mm-hmm. love, a love that doesn't disappoint, Lord, a love that is real and a love that is eternal, Lord. I pray that that those who are watching, Lord, that they would experience you, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name, Lord. I pray, even where hearts have become lukewarm, Lord. I pray where there's been distraction, Lord, in Jesus' mm. name, in this moment right now, Lord, I pray that yes. you would become more alive to them than their circumstances, Lord. You would become more alive to them than their own disappointments, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that they would they would recognize you as the as the faithful and good father that you truly are, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray right now, Father, that you would flood lives, flood hearts with your presence Lord ignite a passion and a hunger to be with you again Lord a a pursuit Lord that would never end Lord a pursuit that would come to your table every day and choose to eat with you Lord I pray heavenly father that you would meet with every person right now including myself including Luke Lord we want more of you we need more of you in our lives Jesus and so just Lord fill us afresh fill our hearts afresh right now Lord fill us Fill us. Fill us, Jesus. Fill us in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well, if you've been Mm. blessed, guys, I've been blessed. I can feel God's presence right now. So I'm sure some of you can feel his presence. we are good to go to sleep uh, in his presence. I I love going to bed with the presence (laughs) of God all over uh so yeah he's he's (laughs) here right now guys just for you to receive just to receive from god and i just reiterate what david said you can receive right now wherever you are this could be your turning point some of your anxieties we cast them out of your mind right now in the name of Jesus.
1: jesus you know
0: it's been great having you david on and I appreciate Please, it, bro. everybody who's watching now or live visit kingdomencounter.com. It's along the bottom of the screen there. Just visit there. Just encourage David, encourage him on the comments and share this post with your friends. And, uh, but it's been great today, David. I mean, time just seems to go on these programs. I, I just, <laughs> there's so much uh, you can't get in an hour. We maybe have to do something um, and release a full length discussion on YouTube yeah. sometime in the future, David. And, uh, do we some should do sort of series so we can do it. We'll, we'll have to get our heads together and do something, and uh, it's just been such a blessing. So, uh, thank, thank you, you so for much, being bro. on again, David. Uh, Appreciate I'll let it. You go. We might catch up backstage in a few minutes, but I'm just gonna say goodbye to everyone who's logged on here. So, thanks oh, again, right. David.
1: Bless you, bless you. Take care, Luke.
0: I, I'd encourage you, please visit us websites going across the bottom, igniteministries.co.uk. Uh, lockdown is a situation that we're all in, um, but as ministers and living by faith, please, we encourage you to buy David's book, buy mine and Nicola's books on Amazon and read them and be encouraged. It's a way of being able to bless us as, um, personally as well um, in this difficult time, but yeah, visit, visit his website on there. I'd also like to encourage you. i put the link in there, subscribe to his YouTube channel and connect on there with us. We've got lots of other videos, there's pictures, uh, videos of me on the street, witnessing the good and the bad of witnessing. There's testimonies of people's ears popping up and as well on there. So I encourage you to get on there next week. I've got Jonathan Whitehouse. He was a drug addict set free um, from drugs and he now works as a pastor in my local church, Revive. And the week after, we've got Keith Mitchell, who works with um, Todd White. Um, he's one of them on, the, he's on the ministry team with them. So I encourage you in the next few weeks, get on there. Again, thanks for joining me. If uh, you was touched by this service and you want to listen to any more or find out more about Ignite Ministries, the ministry that I run, um, please visit www.igniteministries.com. .co.uk. Remember, God changes lives from the inside out.